Teshuvah 115 in the Yoredeya part. He says somebody that refuses to learn in Kolel and think, thinks it's unethical to learn in Kolel because of the Rambam, he's just listening to the Yetzahara. Yes. It's the Yetzahara speaking. Because he wants the Torah to be forgotten amongst yeah, the nation of Israel. don't follow the other Rambam that says in Hilkot Talmud Torah says what? That eight hours learning, eight hours exactly. Morning, eight hours sleeping. Exactly. So that's a beautiful thing my cousin's bringing up is that you also have to know that yes, the Rambam that says you have to go work, there was people had such a love for Torah and realized that the working was so something that was so secondary and um, trivial compared to their time in Torah that the Rambam says eight hours learn Torah and pray, eight hours sleep and eat, and eight hours work. Who can in this generation follow that? It's not practical at all. So Rav Moshe also, you look at the tshuva, he says you see from the Gemara in Eruvin that the Torah is not me'ever hayam. Like in the end of the Torah it says, Loba shamaimi, the Gemara in Eruvin says that don't think the greatest between me and you, how many great Torah scholars have you met that have been the biggest billionaires? And you know they know a lot about the GDP and economics and real estate and uh, you know uh, Silicon Valley and investing, but not too much about Torah. The, the Gemara and Erevin clear if you look there says the Torah is founded on people that are, are devoted. So ethically, and this has always been the custom. In Europe and in Spain, and from the beginning of the Judaism, even before the Torah was given, <laughs> Yisachar was supported by his brother Zebulun. So Rabbi Moshe says over here, he says, "He says it's been well accepted tradition that if you are being supported by your father-in-law, which is a wonderful thing, or your own brother." Or your partner, which is your Zevulun, doesn't need to be your blood brother. People learn in the Kolel. And he, he gets, uh, supported. And Rabbi Moshe says, and shumidat chasidut There is no piousness to not do this. And wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody would at least half day or at night Devote their time to Torah. So from here, I want to go off on a little tangent just for a second and say what my Rosh Hashiva said about this whole idea, which is, it's very, very heartbreaking when we see Jews call these people that learn Kolo, God forbid, leeches, and they're lazy bums. And the Rosh Hashiva, my Rosh Hashiva, blessed memory, which was one of the sharpest minds and most unique Talmidei Chachamim that I was really had the honor of him being me in the house of Shmuel Yaakov Weinberg. He says, isn't it a tragedy? You go to that same secular or super modern Orthodox Jew that hates the cold old people and thinks that they're abusing the system and they should be working and why they're learning. If the guy says, I have a PhD in Shakespeare in English. Oh, whoa. You have a doctor degree in Shakespeare. What is Shakespeare? How? It has absolutely no effect to make the world brother. Here this guy, he because of the Talmud Hacham, he can make his own yeshiva. Like the Rebbe of Lubavitch is saying, like, at a macro level, we could never look at each person as an individual because we're Jews, are, each one are Aravim Zelazeh. And on a macro level, 
the vast majority of Kali is like the Titanic. It's sinking. So many Jews are going down through assimilation. And it's so shameful for a Jew to respect Shakespeare more than the Torah. It's, it's sad because they don't know the Torah is the most perfect life coach. Nowadays, a lot of people are going into the life coach business. The Torah is much greater than Tony Robbins will ever be. It teaches you how to deal with yourself. It teaches you how to deal with your wife, with your kids, with your soul, which is eternal. So therefore... It's not only that, but also the whole, all the Shefa of Bracha and Parnasa that comes out. Of course, out and also... From people that are learning. The Ramban says, exactly, the whole world was created for Torah, not for money. If we go back to last week's Parsha, Adam and Eve, God didn't ever want anybody to work. He wanted them to just laob the v'leshomra, to do mitzvot and be careful not to sin. Derech etzachayim. And therefore, you're missing the boat. To the contrary, these people are nothing like those people. They're a trillion zillion times more important than those people that have the PhD. Because these are the people that are going to become the leaders of the community. Make sure your children know the Ten Commandments. Go out and do outreach. And you know, Rabbi Beryl Wine also brings out something very interesting about this topic of kolal and yeshiva. And that is that in Europe, only the geniuses would really go to yeshiva. Why is it that America, the the system became that everybody goes to, after even high school should go to yeshiva, and even after yeshiva they should be in kolel. Because my Rosh Yeshiva, he said that at the time, Rav Moshe and Rav Aaron and all the gedolim, they got together, they said this is how we should teach all our students. That even after they're married, they should establish the first year or two of their life in kolel. Why? Because... We're, we're right before the time of Mashiach. And there's going to be a great sun and light of Mashiach. It's the best of times, but it's the worst of times. Never in the history of mankind were people so materialistic, were so focused on instant gratification. Just look, Rav Moshe and Rav Aaron and all the Gedolim, they realized that America, which is the Trefa Medina, America which gave us reform, deformed Judaism, which gave us people that are, are, are the, you know, so many Jews already from a hundred years ago became assimilated and left the path of keeping Shabbat. That they realized in order to have a real community of people that fear God and are knowledgeable in Torah, every Avram, Yitzhak, Jack, Joe, and Shmulek, and Shlomo, and Shimon, everybody should go to yeshiva, even start off their life on the right foot of being in Kolel. And I experienced this so scarily myself. I devoted some of my time to help the Alumni Association of Neri Israel, Neri Israel, my yeshiva, my alma mater. And I, I saw something, it terrified me. It still terrifies me to this day. They gave me a whole list of all the alumni in LA, and I saw something really scary. Those people that went to graduate school, and they didn't, they were even in yeshiva for five, six years. There was a world of difference in, I know them personally, because the Persian community is very tight-knit, and even the, my Ashkenazi friends. The people that sat and learned in Kolel for another two, three years was a world of a difference.
how they dress, but I'm not an external person if you know me. How they think about life and what their hashkafot was and how much they learn Torah. So make no difference. Everybody should be learning in Kolel at least a year or two. And I want to tell you something about what my, my brother, my stepbrother's cousin told me something also, which is very important to know, especially about us in LA. And that is that we live in a society where it's Hollywood. Everybody, they worship the body. Everything is plastic surgery. Everything is fake. Everything is show off. The Torah is the opposite of that. The Torah is the reality. And especially, you know, this, I, 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 being somebody that I'm 41 years old is my birthday today. Being somebody that was moved to LA when I was a year old, I could attest to this that it's such a wonderful choice to leave LA and go to Israel and study in yeshiva, even Baltimore and New York. Cause our, my mentor, the greatest of the great, Chacham Leon Netanelli said that our atmosphere and environment, the air in LA even has tum'ah. You leave this society where everything is fake and everything is show off. You go to Israel, which is the best place to be in a yeshiva and a holy environment. And you realize that these people back here, they, their whole lifestyle, their whole value system is not the reality of, it's not spiritual, it's not real. And what better thing, listen, you could always make money, James. There's always time to make money. But only, there's only a window of opportunity where you're able to Go study in Israel to that yeshiva. Stay, start off your marriage on the right foot based on Torah. And those people have much more shalom bite. What's better, having a trillion dollars and husband and wife getting divorced and really not being really married, they're just married because of money and um, show off and fake? Or people that really authentically are willing to die for each other and love each other and sacrifice for each other? So only the Torah gives us a real life, real values. Our outside society is fake. It's fake, fake, fake. That's why it's crumbling. Democracy's cr- crumbling in front of our eyes. And that's why really it's so wonderful that every community now has its own community kola. And any community that doesn't have it is not going to flourish the right way. And really this is this week's parsha that just like Noah. There was a flood. Right now we're flooded with so much immorality. You can't walk two seconds in the street in LA and not see an inappropriate billboard and modestness. They're making men into women, women into men. Mishkaf Zachar and, you know, they don't realize God created Adam and even, not Adam and Steve. Everything is upside down in this society. What is our GPS that's going to teach us that what's right and wrong? Torah. That's why in every community, not only in Israel. And that was my father. I pray to God that we're able to do it here in Santa Monica. That was my father's... Uh, Rav Chaim Kanyanevsky told my father Shlita. Rav Chaim Kanyanevsky Shlita told my father Zatzal that it's even important, more important to have a kolal than a uh, yeshiva day school. Because first he said... He, the advice he gave my father is first the parents need to learn Torah then they'll be willing to spend tens of thousands of dollars on tuition. And really that's, 
The Rambam also has absolutely no problem. Because there's another Rambam that is fought down in the end of Hilichot, Terumotan Maaser, Shemitan Yovel, Zeraim. And look what the Rambam says. The Rambam says, We know, every tribe of Israel gets a portion of the land of Israel, right? The Levis and Kohens get zero. Is that fair? They don't get any land. They don't inherit any property. He says, because these people are segregated and separated for God. Because he says, Ki sifte kohen yishmeru da'at, yibakesh Torah mepiyu, yoru mishpatecha le'yakob etoratcha le'Yisrael. Moshe says, you have to understand something. The Rambam even agrees to exactly what's going on. Because even from the beginning of the nation of Israel, not only Yisachar was totally devoted to Torah, Levi! Levi is Yoru Mishpatecha Le'Yaakov The ultimate rabbi, the person that would you would have to support and would not work, and you'd have to give so many different gifts to was who? The Kohen and the Levi. See, the thing is like this, very simply. Nowadays, all the Kohen and Levis are like regular Jews, right? Do we give them any gifts? No, they work. So who's to take that responsibility of Yorum Mishvatecha Le'Yaakov Le'Toratecha Le'Israel to guide the people to know they should know what Judaism is? So many Jews, when I go in the airport, they see I'm a rabbi, they don't know what... There's Jews now that they don't even know what Kippur is. They don't know what Pesach is. They're Jainos, Jewish in name only. Really, there's... I had a neighbor. I said, he just moved into me. Rosh Hashanah he moved in. I said, let me put up a mezuzah. He said, I'm 73 years old. I never had a mezuzah. I won't accept your gift. I don't want to put up a mezuzah. So, this is this society. There's thousands and hundreds of thousands of Jews like that. Hundreds of thousands of Jews have become Buddhist in the last two, three decades. They call them Buddha Jew. So, we need somebody to save these people. They're drowning. Their souls are drowning. What makes their soul less valuable than ours? So, that's why he says, That's why God doesn't want them to work, the Levis and Kohens. They don't go to battle. They don't go to war. And they don't get any property either. They're the army of God, the Rambam says. He's blessed. God says, don't worry, you're not getting any real estate in the land of Israel, but I'm going to be your real estate. I'm going to be the... Ani Hashem And the Rambam says very clearly here, It's not only Levi. Anybody, any Jew that wants to sacrifice and put all his life to serve and teach Torah and be a spiritual leader, He says to serve God and be his servant, to know God, and to go in the right way, and to throw away all the common physical needs of being a CPA and working and all this hamal bazi. The Rambam says, this person is holy of holies. God is his, God is with him, God is his portion. Forever and ever. And he's gonna get the best in this world. 
like the Kohen and Levi. And David says, David also says that God is my portion. So really, these two Rambams are kind of contradictory and they're not. I think it's very simple how to understand both of them. The first Rambam that says if you only want to study Torah the whole day and not work, he's talking about somebody that has no game plan. He's like a loser. He doesn't don't join any kolel, right? He's just happy-go-lucky. The Rambam is giving you advice. He says if you do that, it's a chilul Hashem. Because you're not going to have clean clothing. They're going to look the same problem that caused Reform Judaism or in Iran for them to disrespect the... But he said, if you find, like nowadays, a kolel, going to give you a, a nice livelihood. Okay, you're not going to be the richest. You're going to live meager, but you're going to be clean cut and you're supported. The Ramam here is clearly saying that you're holy of holies. Yes, if somebody has no game plan and becomes homeless because of Torah, that doesn't look good. But that guy is missing the whole boat. That guy's not using common sense. Remember I was telling you, call me Shem That's somebody else. So just to finish up the class, which went on very long, it's very clear, Rav Avadia says, from everything we said, you should know that it's better to use choose a, a lifestyle, a real lifestyle, not the fake lifestyle so many people live. A real lifestyle to learn Torah the whole day. And it's perfectly no problem to get supported by the community. Listen, the richest guy in LA, Eli Broad, he gives his billions upon billions of dollars to museums. Now how does museum help the world to become a better place? Art museums. It's really, it's such a privilege to be that Zebulun and have your money because the Chidah brings down halachically the best Sadaqah to give is to somebody in Kolel. You're both serving him by being poor and you're supporting Torah. You're killing two birds with one stone. So it says, don't feel any guilt, Rav Avadia says, that you're being supported and learning in Kolel because this is even better than having a profession or job. He says, even if the kolel is not paying you so well, still it's even better to stay in the kolel. Like the Chachamim say, whoever goes and learns Torah in poorness, in meagerness, stage, God is not going to forsake. God sees everything. Like I had a Rebbe, Rav Yaakov Moshe Kalevsky, he was the Talmud of Rav Shlomo Heinemann and Rav Ruven Gerozovsky. He would say, listen, what? The ant or the the, the goy that doesn't do anything to God. Hashem supports them and gives them a, a good parna. So you that are devoting to God, God's not going to worry about you? You hear James? You, the regular, any creature, we say, God sends their ruzi roshnai. God sends their sustenance. So you that are going to pray to God and learn Torah and you're his chosen. He's not, you're worried that he's not going to take care of you? Do you see any of the elephants or uh, zebras or giraffes worrying? No, you shouldn't worry. And somebody that devotes their time. And he says you're going to end up like Hillel. Just like Hillel, yeah. In the beginning it was difficult. But in the end, he was so, so wonderfully rewarded. So may Hashem help us realize that 
We are so lucky to have had Rav Avadia Yosef. The world, as we see it in the Olama Torah, would have been a different world. I even remember 20 years ago, Rabbi Gabay was always telling me when I was young, he said, go become a Sephardi Talmud Chacham. We have so few Talmud Sephardi, even in America nowadays. We didn't have Rav Avadia so much in America. You don't find that many Sephardic people that are tremendous Talmud Chacham in Manila. Really, how many are there? So, the Torah is the greatest of all Sechorah. And may Hashem help us to perpetuate the legacy of Rav Avadia. Us, mere, mere mortals compared to that giant which Rav Avadia was, to continue his legacy, to bring back the crown glory of Sephardic Judaism, to, which is a very rich and the beautiful thing about the, always the Sephardic, they, they brought out the practical aspects it wasn't theoretical. Halakha is this, you know, posek. The Rambam organized everything. May we see that day that Mashiach comes and may they be, Bechol Banaich Limudei Hashem, Rav Shalom Banaich. When all our children are learning Torah, that's when we see peace and nachat from them. Al Tikre Banaich, Thank you for watching and don't forget to subscribe.